Hi there, I'm Sue Alvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 110. And today I have my 16 year old daughter Sophie with me. And we've got a list of things that we're going to be chatting about friends, trust, rules and regulations, siblings. Sophie's going to tell us what she's been doing recently. And we might even have time to talk about health and exercise. So, welcome, Sophie. Thank you. It's been a while since you joined me on the podcast, hasn't it? It must have been a couple of years at least. Oh, I don't think it's quite that long ago. It's been at least a year. Yes. We did, I can't remember what number podcast it was, but we did a great podcast about trust, respect, and loving unconditionally. Do you remember? I remember. Yep, that was a very good episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, I shall find out what number it is and put it in the show notes. It's definitely worth listening to because Sophie has some interesting opinions, some interesting ideas. I'm highly opinionated. (laughs) I think that if we listen to our kids, we will... uh, It's beneficial. All children have interesting things to say. Okay, Sophie, shall we start by... Maybe you could tell us what you've been doing recently. I know that I have told everybody that you've got a new job, for example. Would you like to elaborate on that? Oh, yeah, it's a new job. Very different from my last one. Very different? It's very, very different. The last one was in a cafe-slash-restaurant, which was very fine dining and everything. And this one is in a fast-food cafe-slash-post-office-slash-general-store-slash-newsagents. It's the only cafe in, it's the only shop in the village, so. So it's in everything. It's a multi-purpose general store, has everything there. Oh yeah, and it definitely keeps you interested in your job. There's so, a lot to learn. How many people live in the village where you're working? I believe I was told it was 430. So it's a small place. Yes, it and, used to be much bigger. And the village store is the hub of the whole village? Yes. If everybody wants to know something, they go to the village store. Is that right? Yes. There was a bushfire there a few weeks ago, and people weren't going to the fire brigade for news. They went straight to the village store. I'm like, what's happening? Are we going to burn down? So that's where everybody goes for their news and for their connecting with people? Yes. Everyone knows everyone. So you've got to know some of the villagers? Yes, I know a few of the villagers now. It's a nice place to work? Oh, lovely place. Tell us about the staff that you're working with. That's probably the biggest difference from where I used to work, is that a lot of the staff I'm working with now are teenagers and younger people, like early 20s, teenagers, people around my age. So they have been trusted to run the general store? Yes. There's no one above probably 26 working there. And that's the manager? Yes, that's the manager. And what are your roles there? What do you do every day? A bit of everything, basically. I have been doing a lot of front staff so far, so running the post, doing post office stuff. I can't do a lot in the post office yet. Like, I can't pay bills or do anything like send mail or anything. I'm just sorting mail and giving people their mail and that kind of stuff. And I run the till quite a lot. I do a lot of till running and interacting with customers, taking food out, 
selling items from the general store area. And you've just started helping prepare food in the kitchen, yes. is that right? I'm starting to help with the preparation of food and doing the less important parts of the food. Well, it sounds like you've got a very varied day. You've got lots and lots of things that you could be doing. It's never boring, I can say that. <laughs> and do you always get the mail sorted properly, or do you sometimes mix up people's mail? Everyone mixes it up, even the managers. <laughs> <laughs> you do a pretty good job, though. I'm learning. What's the biggest challenge? Height. Height. <laughs> I'm very short. Five foot one. It's built for tall people. What? What's built for tall people? The whole store. Everything. I, when I'm sorting the mail, they put a step ladder there just for me. So I stand on a step ladder to reach. Because we're all about. Well, all the females in our family are all about the same height, aren't we? Yeah, we're it's all about, about an five foot one, five feet. We're about angels, so between us all. And we think we're quite normal height, don't we? We're, we're pretty average till we meet the rest of the world. And everybody in the general store, they're all giants, aren't they? Oh, yeah. One of the girls I work with is five foot eight. Well, to us, that is a giant. I know. <laughs> so that's your biggest challenge. Well, that's not... That that um, challenge can be overcome, can't it, with a stepladder? Nothing. Step ladder and enough people to call upon. So There's more than a few times I've gone, hey, can you help me? I can't reach something on the top shelf. So it's not something you can't deal with. No. You're, you're going to gain all the skills to do this job. I, there's something else about this job that I was telling people about. It's to do with study. Ah, the certificate three in business. Business administration, I think. Business is administration. So you're going to be studying. Yes, eventually I'll be doing, I think it's through TAFE, a course in business administration, which will give me more than an equivalent of having done the HSC at school. So an HSC... will give me a qualification. HSC equivalent, really. And a qualification on top of that. Do you think this business of administration is going to be useful? I think so. Eventually in the future I want to start my own business. So hopefully it will help me. So you're not going to be in the cafe forever? Or oh, I seriously hope not. <laughs> You're not going to be working in hospitality forever? No. That's not your ambition? No. I do like my job and I like it a lot, but it's not what I want to do for my whole life. Why are you working there then if it's not what you want to do for your whole life? Set me up, get some money, get the money I need to start doing what I want, get some experience. It's just a sort of in-between step while I work out what I'm going to be doing. So I guess that any thing we do does give us skills, doesn't oh, it? Definitely. We learn from everything. And um, what you had, do have some ideas about what you'd like to do next. I do. I just don't know how I'm going to do it next and exactly what I'm going to do. So, and I also don't have all the equipment I need for the future. I still have to save. I want to start a photography business and that requires Several thousand dollars of equipment, so I have a lot of saving to do. Well, I think it actually requires more than several thousands because you've already spent more than that. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, it's an expensive hobby. So what have you bought so far with your wages? Two cameras, a lens, a phone. Um, actually, I also bought a point-and-shoot at one point. That was for Imogen, though, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it wasn't for me. It was for vlogging. Yes, Emmy's vlogging camera. So you're gradually getting your equipment together? Oh, I bought two lenses. <laughs> and what else? What do you want to buy next? A gimbal. And what's a gimbal? A gimbal is basically... 
something to put your camera in when you're doing handheld video so that it holds it steady and there's no shaking and it all smooth and beautiful. So that was your pur the purchase before that. Oh no, your last purchase was a camera designed especially for video uh, videography, wasn't it? Yes, it was a Sony A6300 for nerds. So you've got a camera for videography now and you've also got your photography camera. Yes. Sadly, you can't really get a camera which does both to a professional standard. At least, not in my price range. So your photography camera does take video and your videography camera does take photos, but each camera has... Has their specialty. I see. So, you're working hard. And how many days a week do you work? Three. Seven till two. Seven till two, three days a week. And what do you do in the other times of your of your week? There's not much left over, but <laughs> what else are you doing? Because officially, you're still a registered homeschooler. So obviously, whatever you're doing, you're still unschooling. I mean, I'm unschooling. <laughs> so what else is in your unschooling week? Um, I help Imogen with her photos and her videos for everything she's doing for her music career. So we're just, uh, for people who might not know, Imogen is your older sister. And, and she has a YouTube channel where she covers memes and does a lot of beautiful music things. And you do the videos for her. I film, I take photos for her Facebook page. Instagram. Instagram, all those kind of things. I'm her little behind-the-scenes tech girl. <laughs> so you're working together. Yes. You're doing what you are good at, and she's doing what she's good at, and together you're doing some remarkable things. I hope so. <laughs> okay. All right, so what else are we going to talk about, Sophie? We talked about what you're doing now. Oh, we're talking about your unschooling day. What else uh, did you put into your day? You're doing the videography, the photography, promoting Imogen, the social media and stuff. What else are you fitting into your week? Fitness. A lot of fitness. Is I might have spent about two hours exercising yesterday on accident. So uh, that's one of your other passions? Oh, yes. I love fitness. I'd like to be able to do something with it one day, along with photography. Uh, I have a lot of goals I want to do. <laughs> Oh, of course, you're um, a multi-potentialite, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, other things. You're doing music as well. Yes. Having piano lessons still, practicing the piano. I'm currently learning third grade piano. Are you doing any reading or any other? Are you interested in anything else? Do you manage to get in some other sort of learning in the week? Every so often I find the time to read a book. A little while ago, I last, I think it was last year, I read all the Jane Austens. I haven't had a goal like that this year. It was my goal last the last five months of 2016 to read every Jane Austen. I completed it, including her novella, what's the novella, Love and Friendship? Or is it Lady Susan? Lady Susan, the movie was called Love and Friendship. I get confused which way around it goes. And this year I've been listening to more audiobooks because it's easier than reading. I can download them and listen to classic books while I'm traveling and in breaks and things. And just joining in generally with, with what, every, what everybody else is doing that's interesting. Yes. Well, it's a very full week, isn't it? Some, oh, yes. Some days you get up and you haven't had enough sleep and <laughs> it's hard to keep on going because your life is so full. And But it's exciting too, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes. It's definitely worth it. Though some days I get a little tired. Last week there was a day where it apparently looked like I was about to start swaying on my feet with exhaustion. So what time do you get up in the morning? Five o'clock. And why did you get why did you get up so early? 
I have to leave the house at a quarter past six for work. Does it take you an hour and a quarter to get ready in the morning? No, but I don't like to rush. It takes me approximately half an hour to get ready and get my lunch, my breakfast sorted. But I would also like to have time in the morning, you know, say some prayers, catch up on a few things online before I have to go out and I won't get to see anything for about seven hours. I've also seen you practicing the piano early in the morning with the headphones on. Oh, yes. Because we have two pianos, don't we? We, we have... have an electric one which you can plug in headphones and no one else can hear what you're playing. And then we have the Grand Upright, which is an impressive piano, but would be a terrifying thing to play at five in the morning when everyone's sleeping. Terrifying for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wake you up with a shock. Yeah, well, I'm glad you don't do that. <laughs> okay, so we talked a bit about you and what you're doing. Sort of set the scene. But now we... let's move on to something more interesting. <laughs> oh, no. I find you very interesting, and this is why I've asked you if I can talk with you for my podcast because especially recently the other day we had some one-on-one -on -one time together didn't we yes we had uh, a very interesting conversation and I've noted it down a few of the topics that we were talking about and I thought maybe we could recreate our conversation in part and share it with everybody so do we like one-on-one -on -one time oh yes oh yes and what do we usually do um, a mix of things but a lot of the time it's photography our biggest shared passion so we'll go somewhere where we can take photos which the other day was a beautiful river and if it be possible if we can eat at the same time we'll be more than happy and sometimes <laughs> food and photos that's all we like and sometimes we go to uh, a foodie restaurant don't we oh yes a cafe Health food cafes are our favorite and then we'll still take photos but we usually do it with the with the phone won't we <laughs> try to hide it from the staff and we take photos of everything that we are, we're eating, don't we? My sisters laugh at just how many food photos I come back with. We are not into food photography, as really, are we? Because we don't post those sort of things on Instagram. No. We're not food photo photographers. No, but... I just can't resist taking photos of the beautifully prepared meal, especially when I don't have to cook it. It's mainly for us, isn't it? We don't yes. share them, but we come back with photos of what we've been eating. Maybe just happy memories of our lunches together. Yeah. And to make siblings envious. <laughs> oh, oh we, can go, we can go straight to that topic. I've got this in my list here, Sophie. Making siblings envious. I mean, that's not what I've written down, but I've written down <laughs> siblings. Do you get on well with your siblings? More than well. Excellent relationship? Excellent. Especially in the past few years. Okay, so there's no such thing as sibling rivalry in our family? No. Nope. <laughs> So, why do you think that is? We're each other's best friends. We're the people closest to each other and who each understand each other better than anyone else in the world. And how has that come about? We spend a lot of time with each other. We're with each other most hours of every single day. <laughs> now, some people might think that's really terrible, having to spend all those hours with their siblings. Don't you have any friends? Yes, but we're different. There's no one quite like us in the world besides our siblings. They're the people who are closest to us, know our innermost thoughts, and however frustrating that can be at times, they're also the people who understand what you're going through the best. We think alike, don't we? I mean, we you, your siblings, I'm not your sibling, but <laughs> you, all of us in the family think alike, don't Very we? Very much so. And we don't know any other unschoolers in real life, do we? No, sadly not. So when we get together with unschoolers, other homeschoolers or 
anybody, people at your cafe maybe, because they, some of them don't go to school anymore. Um, there's no one there really that does things the same way we do or thinks like we do. So Not we d- really. We might be able to find some kindred spirits if we, if we had unschoolers around. We don't know that, do we? No, but there's no one exactly like us who has the same way of thinking. And so the only people who we can really connect to like that and really confide in and know that they understand exactly what we're going through is our siblings. Okay. Now, we said there was no rivalry. Why isn't there any rivalry? A lot of other families will say that their children are always fighting and trying to get their parents' attention, that type of thing. Because we all feel satisfied with the attention our parents, you, give us. We, you give us the... You give us all the same amount of attention and the same quality of attention as each other. So really, there's no need to feel jealous of each other and to have that rivalry because we're all being satisfied. So do I do and Dad do the same things for each of you? Definitely not. <laughs> Why that not? would be a disaster. <laughs> Why would it be a disaster? Because most people say you've got to be fair in a family. Because do things. are the same people. If you did the same things that you do with Imogen with me, I would be highly disappointed. <laughs> I probably would be bored out of my mind. So you all have different needs, and a parent has to adapt to each person and who they are and what they're interested in. So some people might like lots of time to talk, and other people might prefer to do active things together. Yes. But well, just give me some more examples. I mean, I don't, don't. I do things by feel. You know, you sit down and people say to you, "Why isn't there any sibling rivalry in your family?" And you think, "I don't know," because I never thought about it. You do just happen. It's just whoever is the one who's wanting attention at that point. You know, we'll all go to mum and go, "Hey, do you want to go out?" to a cafe for lunch? Do you want to go down to the river? Do you want to walk the dog with me? And we'll all approach mum in our own time, and she'll all always accept, which makes it really even that we're doing it with the people who needs it the most at that point. So do you think it's just about one-on-one time? No. All the time you're giving us attention, and most of the time you're undivided attention to what we're saying. So it's to do with more to do with not so much outings and treats and stuff like that, but actually listening be listening. To us and talking to us, sharing a little joke, understanding when we're teasing. Um, sort of maybe uh, understanding you emotionally. Yes. So where you are and being sensitive. And what we're going through and why we're feeling the way we do. Instead of just shutting off and going, you, you should be doing better. So we were talking just a little minute ago, well, it's probably five or ten minutes ago now, <laughs> the way we're chatting, uh, that you work with Imogen, right? Yes. Do you think working together with your siblings uh, goes towards being close to them, that it helps strengthen your relationships? Oh, definitely. So at, whenever you do work together with people, you share things, don't you? You're not necessarily doing the same things with the same talents. You're complementing each other. Oh, yes. yes. None of us really do the exact same thing. So you're not uh, rivaling each... You know, I mean, competition with each other. Such. No, no way. But you're uh, offering your talents to each other and finding ways to work together. Yes. Like Imogen's big talent is she's got a beautiful voice and she's very talented at music. I'm not so talented at music. I'll admit. I enjoy it, but I'm not so talented. But I'm good with my camera. I love 
filming and taking photos. So together we make what I hope to be a fabulous YouTube channel. So we perhaps we should just do an ad here, Sophie. <laughs> we'll send everybody over to Imogen Elvis on, on YouTube.com. <laughs> That's right. It should be Imogen Elvis. Uh, oh, Imogen and Sophie Elvis, shouldn't it? <laughs> I don't need my name up there. <laughs> I'm happy behind the scenes. Yeah. But you do have some beautiful videos on Imogen's channel that you have worked on. Yeah, well, you've yeah. worked on all of them, haven't you? I have. I've been there since the start. Well, that's really good. Now, let's go back through my notes here because we've jumped a few things. And I've ruined Trump's order. <laughs> let's go back to friends because we had, uh, we were talking about siblings, right? And we've been talking about how you're making friends at the cafe. Yes. Yes. All right. Now I was talking about friends in one of my podcasts. Maybe, oh, I don't know, last one or the one before. Maybe episode 108, maybe. And I was telling everybody, I don't know if you remember, about how some people say you can't be friends with your children. You're the parent and your child is the child, right? Oh, I hate this one. <laughs> <laughs> and parents think that, that, that this is a good way to parent their children. It's doing their parental duty. And if they are friends with their children, uh, maybe they don't think they're being tough enough. I don't know, but they seem to think that you can't be a parent and a friend at the same time, right? And this is just what they've, what they've said, right? <laughs> you don't have to jump in yet. I've just got a bit more. And they say that it, there's plenty of time to be friends once their children have grown up. But until that point, the child is the child and the child must respect and do everything the parent says. Now, I this is my thought first. My thought is that if you can get kids to do what you want them to do by just saying, I'm the parent and you're the child, now go and do it, it makes life easier because then you get what you want done, right? Yes. It does, I don't, in reality, I don't think it does make it easier because it, it sets you up for battles and bad feelings and all that, but maybe that's the idea behind it. And there's also another idea I had about it. Maybe people think that to be friends with a child, you have to be soft and give in to your children all the time. If they don't want to do anything, that's all right. They don't have to do it. And they do it to be popular. You know, I'm your friend. I'm, I want to be popular. I want my friends to, my children to like me. Yes? Yeah. And they think this is the way that we shouldn't do that. Yeah? But yeah. there is another way, isn't there? Now, you share your thoughts on this topic. I'll have to try and keep it in. Last time I was talking to mum about this, I might have ranted for about half an hour. But the whole thing of you, there's plenty of time to be friends with your children after they've grown up and they've gone through that stage where you have to be enemies is drives me crazy because if they weren't being friends with when they're an adult, why aren't they worth being friends with when they're a child? If it is possible to be friends and get everything done with a child and, you know, be friends and get all the, everything you want done, why wouldn't you do it? Because, really, it's going to be wasting all those years when you could have been friends. You could yeah. have been friends. You could know each other so well. You'll never make up for that lost time. You will never quite get that relationship back. Okay. So, I think parents do this because I said, you know, they feel that... Children it's their duty. Their duty. Children should respect their parents. Do you, do you agree that children should respect their parents? Yes, I respect you. Okay. <laughs> I definitely respect you. 
And do you But not because you lay down the rules, I will say that. And do you think that children should do certain things? Oh yes. I do a lot of things. <laughs> okay. But do you then think that there is another way to get children to respect you and to do the things that you feel are the right things for children to do? Definitely. <laughs> and it involves being friends? It involves being friends. And being connected? Yes. It's actually a child is more willing to do those things if they're friends with a parent and can see the value in doing those things for their parent. So in the first case, if your parent just says, I'm the parent and you're the child, the child does things because they have to. Yes. What you're saying... If you're a friend with your child and your child will be respecting you because you're a friend and that's what part of being a friend is, then they'll do it because they want to and they want to help you. And it's a much better relationship. Well, what about um, doing things because you feel that they are the right things rather than the parents telling you that they're the right things? Oh, to... definitely. Do you think that's possible? Or do you think oh, it, yes. Do you think that's what happens? Oh, definitely. You have put a good sense, at least I hope it's a good sense, of right and wrong into us just from us watching you and being your friend. I will say we're molding into being mini mums. That <laughs> <laughs> might be quite frightening. All right. It is slightly frightening at times. But we're, because we are so close to you, we're developing your sense of right and wrong. And we will do things because we see the value in it from what we've learned from being your friend, if so, that makes sense. So you trust me and, yes. my, and you trust my opinions. Yes. And um, I trust you because you trust me. It's mutual. Mutual. Okay. So, we've got down here, what is a friend, you know, and how do we become friends with your children? You just say, I'm going to be your friend. It's obviously, as I said, one minute, I can see you're <laughs> bursting to say something. It's not what I just said earlier about giving in to your kids and arranging things so they'll like you, is it? No. That's, that's not real friendship. No. Real friendship takes years to develop. You Really, we've got it so, such a good relationship with you. We've been working on it since we were all babies. So, I mean, you can be friends when you're little, but you feel it gets stronger and oh, stronger. definitely. It's something that just improves with age. Like cheese. <laughs> That's a good job we all like cheese, isn't it? <laughs> Some people might say, oh, I don't like cheese. That's not very good at all. Then like wine. Oh, wine wasn't. Cheese and wine. Perhaps we ought to get some. Oh, they'll talk about wine in a minute. I mean, I like cheese and wine, but you're not into the wine bit, are you? Oh, cheese. <laughs> You'll just want the cheese bit. All right, then let's go into the wine bit because that's alcohol, right? Yes? Yes. And we were talking about these things, about rules and regulations. I've been talking about that recently in my podcast, right? About how... Uh, maybe it was last episode, 109. I'm not sure I'm getting in the muddle now. I've made <laughs> so many of them. But anyway, about how we have to trust kids and we can't make rules because rules don't work, do they? Real, rules actually are challenging a child to break them and encouraging a rebellious spirit in them. Because as humans, we naturally want to do exactly the opposite of what we're told. Well, really, if we're told to do something, it's, it's just a battle, isn't it? Because yes, you can't just make it into a fight. You can't make a rule that a child doesn't even understand. They're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, they're not going to turn around and say, oh, I agree that that's a really good rule and 
<laughs> Especially if it's a rule which just applies to them and it's not a universal rule. Oh, for every, yes. The parents don't have to have the rule. Oh, definitely. Well, well, as we don't have any rules, maybe we can't talk too much about what other families do, but... But we can talk about what we observe from people we know. Exactly. So, um, we don't have rules. No, not at all. <laughs> so, some people might think that that's irresponsible because we've got to look after our kids and we've got to protect them. And some rules are made to protect kids. So, like, you're not allowed to watch this because it will be damaging to you. You're not allowed to drink alcohol because, I mean, that, that's not appropriate for a child. You're not allowed to go here or there and I need to know where you are at all times. I can't hang out with certain people. I must know your friends. I must have access to all your text messages. Give me your password to every account you're on. You mustn't do this, you mustn't do that. Yes. And it's all to do with protecting and caring for children. It's I'm, so I'm not criticizing. This is correct. They think they're protecting their child, and that's the best way to keep their child safe. So I'm not criticising people who make rules, oh, because no. I think they're made out of good intentions. Oh, yes. It's made with love for the child and wanting the best for their child, but there is a better way. That's right. They don't work. Yeah? Or, yes. And I think that when you've had a battle over rules, you realise that maybe they're not as effective as they could be, but what is the alternative? alternative? And I think a lot of parents don't know where else to go, what else to do. And if they hear of something like this, they automatically think, oh, it's too risky, it's never going to work. Because if you don't make rules, of course, kids will do whatever they like and uh, they might get into, into some kind of danger, hey? Yes, but there is a truth to this. Those things are so much less attractive once you take away the rule. I will say, I have no, none at all attraction to watching X-rated movies or drinking or going out and partying to all hours of the night. Those things could not attract me less. Okay, but just because we haven't made rules about them, right, that's not the only reason you don't want to do all those things. No. Because you do know what's right and wrong, don't you? Yes. As I was just saying, you've instilled a good sense of right and wrong in me. So even if you um, wanted to join me for a glass of wine, I'd say, right? You know that that's not appropriate. Oh, definitely not. It, it, it's, it's, um, I know that French children, they drink a little bit of wine, watered down and all that. So I'm not really uh, against that sort of thing as a whole. But I'm just saying, you know, sitting down and drinking as an adult would, it's not really appropriate for a growing child, is oh, it? Oh, definitely not. It's actually quite dangerous. Exactly. So uh, it's more than just the fact there's no rule. It's the fact is that you know it's not good for you. Oh, definitely. Well, like cigarettes and things, you know, that they're, they're, they're not good for you. And the only reason that kids probably want to smoke nowadays, despite knowing the health risks, is because it's off limits. Yes, it's cool, maybe. Yes, it's what the cool kids do. Okay, so this brings me on, Sophie. If you don't, we don't make rules, right? Yes. And other people do make rules, and their young people want to break the rules, and they're want to, uh, and they're interested, say, in such things as movies that are not appropriate and alcohol because it all sounds very exciting and it must be good if mum and dad... It's a grown-up thing to do. Oh, the grown-up thing to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yes, it makes it sound exciting, hey? <laughs> okay, so what am I going to say there about all that? Getting a little bit confused here. Can you help me along here? I'm getting oh, really a thought. <laughs> so, 
I have a terrible influence on this podcast. So tell me about what we were going to talk about from that. So you're not interested in any of that? No. I can say there's no way I ever want to drink. I've worked around alcohol and it couldn't attract me less. So I trust you? Yes. So I don't have to make any rules? No. Okay. But other families do? Yes. A lot. Majority. Okay, trust. What do you think other families think about us? Because, you know, you're out there... Uh, making friends with people from different families, different ways of doing things, with the only unschoolers around. And when they hear that you don't have any rules, what do they think? I think a lot of them can't process it. Here's a funny story. I was out with a friend, and we were off bushwalking, and he was going to drop me home. We were after work, and it was later in the day, he goes, what time do your parents want you home by? And my honest answer was, they don't have a set time, any time you want, so long as I text beforehand, knowing On that, your way home. Yeah, I text before I get home, as I'm setting off. And I knew there was no possible way I'd be staying out past a decent hour, because I needed to get up the next morning for work. You also and had to be home for your dinner. Exactly. <laughs> there was no way I could get fed unless I went home. But he's like, are you sure? Are you sure they don't mind? Like, do you have to be back before dark? I'm like, Parents probably wouldn't even notice if I wasn't back before dark. No, I didn't notice. <laughs> they trust me and they trust you because I trust you. And they trust my judgment in friends. And it took him a moment to process this and get his head around the fact that I had no rules. And he kept asking me over and over, is there anything your parents must have? And I'm like, no, they don't have set any rules. Well, in a way, I rather like the fact that he was worried about that. And he was so worried because he'd never really... He was someone I worked with and he's never really met my family or spent much time with them. So he was really worried that he was making a good impression, you know, that he's a decent person for me to know. <laughs> you know it's quite funny, wasn't it? <laughs> but you got back just after dark and you got back in time to have your dinner. And, and he was so desperate to get me back before dark. He was... So horrified when it's the sunset while we were halfway home, and I'm, I was going, they haven't noticed. He's like, are you sure? He's got it, and he apologizes to mom. And mom's like, seriously, you were worried about that? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, I've remembered what I wanted to talk about here. <laughs> so uh, I think that a lot of people do think on the surface of it that we're irresponsible because we have no rules. Oh, or, yes. Yeah, but I think that the proof is in the pudding. They can, They can't look at you. And the other girls and, and other... they were irresponsible people, misguided. They can't point the finger and say, it's because you don't have any rules and you're not doing this, that and the other, your children are turning out terribly. Because it's not our children who are rebelling. Yes? No. It's not our children who are doing things that maybe parents wouldn't want them to do. Yes. It's other families we're who We're pretty do. restrained children. I will say that. And it might sound like I'm saying that you're better than them, but I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is that we children can be trusted, and because we trust you... We don't feel the need to go out and do those things. Right, and also I don't think there's any harm in saying that I think that you're pretty good people. I mean, you're different people from me. I'm not saying I'm a pretty good person. I'm saying... We're our own individual people. <laughs> and I'm rather proud of you, right? I think I'm allowed to say that. Okay, no, this is the thing that I want to talk about next. 
you were saying that some young people act differently in front of family than they do in front of friends. You can never quite know your child until you've seen them in front of people when they don't think you're there. That's generally a rule you can live by for teenagers. Strangely enough, it doesn't quite apply for us. I'm the same person if I'm with my mum, if I'm with friends, if I'm with my mum and my friends, I'm the same person. So you talk with the same language? Same language. You have the same opinions? Same opinions. Still overly highly opinionated. <laughs> so you don't have to pretend to be someone you're not. Or you don't have to act cool and, and try and be different in front of friends? No. I have the confidence. Mum has let me have the confidence to develop my own opinions and voice things I think and get my own personality at home. I am myself at home because mum doesn't shout me down or say, that's not how I think, you must think this. She lets me be myself at home. So when I go out into the world, I have the confidence to be myself around other people. But it's often not the case with other families because they do set the rules. You have to think the same thing as I do. You have to, you have to talk like this. They set down the rules. They have to be basically a duplicate of their parents and their parents might. And so when they get out into the world, they don't really know who they are. And they're basically just copying the people around them. And it's not cool to be their parents. And they don't have the confidence to be themselves because they don't know who they are. So they copy the people who they're with and pretend to be the cool kids. Okay, so friends and parents don't mix. No, generally, generally not. not. <laughs> right. So a group of young people don't necessarily want the parents there because it uh, puts a dampener on things. They yeah. don't know who to follow. Do they get in trouble with their parents because they're talking like their friends? Or do they show their friends that this isn't who they really are because they suddenly become this perfect, you know, the perfect ideal Christian child? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they're, they've become the person they think their parent wants, wants them, them to, to be. be. Okay. But we have no trouble with that, do we? I'm always no. mixing with your friends, yeah? And you're yeah. not embarrassed by me, are not you? Not at all. You don't Mom mind? is always coming and barging in on conversations and we'll sit there for a couple of hours talking with my friends and my mum. It's not an issue with us. You don't sort of sit there thinking, go away mum, go away mum. <laughs> no, we generally end up having a pretty good conversation and my friends seem to quite like mum. I quite like talking to your friends. I have some pretty good friends. You do. Okay, so we can be f same person in front of your parent and in front of your friends. Definitely. Okay. Now, there was another thing about friends and siblings and why, how you are different to other people, other young people. How are you different from them? What makes you feel that you are different? Um, you forgot? <laughs> Just wondering which one you were talking any, about. Any of them. I'm different in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, let's start with the siblings because I was said that you know, about how you relate to siblings, because we've been talking about siblings. Tell me how friends relate to siblings. A lot of the people I know hate their siblings. To put it very bluntly, they can't get on at all. Everything I hear is, oh, such and such tells me this, such and such doesn't like it when I do that, such and such is so mean, such and such is such a goody-goody. Okay, now when you get together with friends, quite often your siblings will... Uh, join in, won't they? Oh, and yes. tag along. And do you mind them tagging along? No, they're just more friends. <laughs> it's just more friends to the mix. 
No, because, for example, I mean, you were invited to do a, a dog walk recently, and all the girls wanted to come with you. Did that bother you at all? No, it was just more people to walk some puppies. I knew straight out. I was going for a walk with you know, two of our dogs, one who's a puppy and one who's three years old, and a friend of mine who has a puppy who's, I think it's a nine-month-old Great Dane. And as soon as I said I was going on a walk with a Great Dane puppy, I knew everyone wanted to join in because they're such beautiful dogs. And my family might be crazy dog lovers. So we all came along, didn't we? Mother and all the children. <laughs> Mother. We all butted in with your friends. And you didn't Pretty mind? Much. Not at all. This reminds me of when I was growing up. I get on really well with my sisters, right? Yes. But I can remember when I had a friend over to stay, or even just for the afternoon, and my sisters all of a sudden wanted to know me, because I was the eldest, and they were interested they in my friend. They to know friend. your friend, not you. <laughs> and they wanted to join in with what we were doing, right? Yes. And I used to sit with my back against my bedroom door so they wouldn't, couldn't get in. And they used to pound on the door, let us in, let us join in. And I would say, go away, go away. This is my friend. <laughs> my annoying younger siblings. Exactly. It was like that. Uh, but that's not what happens here, is it? No. I know a few families who are like that, but it's never happened here. We oh, share. We even sh friends. We share even friends. Well, it's good, isn't it? It doesn't matter whether you're the same age or not. Okay, I think that we have spoken about most of all these things. Because I've got a list of notes here. I've been really good, haven't I? We yes, but she has lost her place a lot of times due to my unfortunate habit of rambling. You, you blaming me or you? Me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's a subject you like. Well, you like all things, but here we go. Exercise. When, oh, I, when I say, okay, say, when I say the word exercise, what do you say? <laughs> goody, goody, goody. <laughs> all right. The next words didn't make me say goody, goody, goody. Health challenge. You came to me the other day, didn't you? And you said, Mom, would you like to join me in a health challenge? And I said, tell, oh. <laughs> tell me about it. Before I thought, better get to all the facts first before um, I agree to anything. So tell everybody what your health challenge involves it's basically a month-long kickstarter for basically getting back into a healthy way of living you know no refined sugar no processed food or fried food no going out and you know eating at cafes and things no ex excessive amount of going places for food and drink so you say exercise every day you say kickstarter now everybody knows that we do a lot of exercise. We're all runners, right? You, you do a lot more than anybody else, but we are all runners and we all run regularly and we haven't stopped running and we all eat healthily and we don't eat sugar, right? And we don't normally eat fried food. Yeah, we eat good food. So why do we need a Kickstarter? Why have we got ourselves into this stage where you're offering me a health challenge? Why can't I just turn around and say to you, but we already do all that, Sophie. <laughs> it's every everyone hits that time where it's harder to hold on to doing those things, and you feel you have a treat, and you know, you're having a period of time where you're enjoying yourself, and you're not worrying about it. And it's healthy to have a period of time where you enjoy yourself and you go out and have a few treats. It's just making sure that period of time doesn't last too long, which is why we have to get back on track, stop having the treats, and get back. Especially because we just had school holidays here and Dad was home, 
So we're enjoying ourselves, you know, taking the mo making the most of those two weeks we get to spend with Dad. And now the holidays is over, it's time to get back on the grind. So you think we've let things slip a little recently? Just a little bit. It'll be easy to get back on track. I think, it's only a couple of weeks. I think we've been hanging on in there. We haven't given up totally on anything. Oh, no. We still hold We're still actually fairly good. It's just tightening up again. Okay, so I can do the food. Yeah, we're still not buying sugar. But, yes, sometimes we buy uh, a sweet treat when we're out, don't yes. we? Or sometimes Duncan, who works in a restaurant, brings the excess cakes and stuff home from work, doesn't he? Yes. So we got to keep our eye on those because they can be consumed very easily and too many of them. Oh, they look so attractive when they come in. All right, then. And we have consumed a few too many fried chips because we've been having lunch at your cafe and you've been saying, you must try the beer battered chips, Mum. And it's been a lovely treat, but we've got to stop doing that, hey? <laughs> they come in. Oh, it's so good. You must have some of those with our lunch. Well, even you say, last time, you must try the the sweet was, potato chips. It was chip. healthier than the beer fatted, I will say. But it was still fried food. Yes. All right, now that's the food side, and I think I can do that because that's generally our natural diet anyway. It just means getting back on track. Yes. All right, what about the exercise bit? It's a lot of running. It's basically a little bit every single but day. But I run a lot. Yes, but sometimes it's... Especially recently, it's been hard to find the time and you know the motivation, especially with Dad being home and wanting to spend as much time as possible with him. It's sometimes hard to find the time and motivation to go for those long 6Ks. But my challenge is just a simple, you can just take 15 minutes out of your day to do something small. And my baseline suggestion was 2 kilometers a day. So we that's the lower limit. We can do more than 2K? Oh, definitely. The more, the merrier. Yeah, because we're sort of average five to six k runners, aren't we? Except for Gemma Rose, who's average eight to ten kilometers. Yes, she she runs the. She's a little excessive. <laughs> She's a little overkill. <laughs> no, tell tell. We won't say who it was, but um, somebody challenged uh, Gemma Rose to a, a race to a picnic table recently, didn't they? And we sort of um, smiled, thinking. They don't know what she that she's a runner, <laughs> and uh, she hardly had to do, to to get. <laughs> it was sort of a stroll along. <laughs> she didn't get up to full pace, did she? she Not got, at all. She got there she's easily. So fast. Mm. She calls. You know, oh, I'm only running ten kilometers an hour. That's my sprint. Yes, she's a, a definitely a runner. Jim Rose is thirteen, isn't she? Yes. And she's the, her passion is running. We all run, but we don't all run to her. No. Level. My passion doesn't lie in the running area. I do it because it's a great form of cardio and it's really good for me. But it's not my huge passion. I'm a lifter. I'll admit it. I lift. Okay. Now, um, 2K a day, right? Doesn't sound very much because if you run 5 or 6K, 2K is hardly anything. But I think the challenge is, Sophie, is, as you said, it's consistency. And it's better, it's harder sometimes to do. 2k every single day and make yourself get up and do something and move every day rather than to do you know 6k once a week or just to say i'll do 5k monday and then i'll think well i won't do anything tuesday because oh i've, I've already done exercise today and this week oh it won't matter if i skip a day 
And then you get to Wednesday and think, well, it's only a two days since I exercise. And then on, by the time Friday comes, you think, I better do another 5K <laughs> to hang in there. And it's much better to so get into a good pattern. every day, you actually end up doing more throughout the week than you do with the two 5Ks. And also, if you say you're only going to do 2K, you're possibly going to do more. Most likely will do more. Because that's the trick to doing exercise is... Start with a low goal and work up from there. But even just saying, look, I'm going to put on my exercise gear and my shoes and all I have to do is walk down to the park. That's all I have to do, right? But when you walk down to the park, you think, well... It's not really worth it just to walk down. I might as well go somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. But I've I've done the biggest challenge and that is actually getting out the door or with my kit on. And... Well, while I'm here, I might as well start running. And then before you know it, you've done your exercise. So if you set a low goal, all you have to do is a small amount. Once you get going, you're more inclined to want to finish and to do, well, not just to finish, but to do more. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I've got to do uh, two, at least 2K every day. Now, this is the point where I wasn't listening very carefully. I went to tell Dad and I asked him if he wanted to take the challenge up. And he said, how long is this challenge for? And I thought, did Sophie tell me that? I better go back and find out because I've committed myself and she I haven't sort of registered how long this is going to last. So how long is it going to last? One month. One month. I should be able to do it for one month. And it I re- should be fairly easy. I reckon by the time one month's finished, we should be in a good habit again. And we won't have to worry about it. We probably just continue. We'll just continue after then. But one month is a good starting point. Now, the other thing about this is you're doing it and I'm doing it. And do you think that's going to make a difference to have two of us? And I really it's easier to hold motivation when you have someone else keeping you accountable. And I reckon other, some of the others might join us as we go. It will definitely change what's happening in the house because we won't be so inclined to do those sorts of eat that way or not exercise. So it will be sort of our influence. Okay. Right, that's the health challenge, and we'll report back on that one. <laughs> so you see whether I actually get through that. And, and boy, aren't I glad it's only 2K. It's in the evening and I haven't ran yet so I'm glad I haven't set a huge goal I was just going to say that whatever time is it I don't know what is time is it it's 7.29 how about 7 in the evening and uh, I've already done my exercise I haven't. when this is over I have to go put on my shorts and run okay maybe we ought to sort of wrap this up now there's only one more thing on my list and oh, it's an idea that we've had together isn't it and we'll see how this podcast goes down, whether everybody has enjoyed... I mean, I'm sure they enjoy listening to your opinions, Sophie. Well, have I thoroughly put everyone off from my highly active way of saying things and speaking my mind? Whether they people actually enjoy the conversation between two of us is what I'm saying. I <laughs> think that you could probably have a podcast of your own and be quite popular. But anyway... Uh, we had this idea of when we're walking down the bush tracks together one day, because that's what we do a lot of, isn't it? <laughs> it's where all the best ideas are formed. They say the best ideas happen in the shower, but for us it's dog walking. And talking together. Yes. And the dog just listens as we walk along, and I'm sure. And the dog's sure. like, seriously, another idea! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this idea. Now, I was walking along and I said, would you like to do a podcast with me? Yes? Yes. And, and then as we were walking home... I said to you, that girl and Ruby. And you just looked at me and said to say, what's wrong? What, what, what is she possibly talking about? And I said, we could call our podcast, that girl and Ruby. And you said, yes, but I don't think you understood. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, sounds great. What are you talking about exactly? 
Well, I think that calling our podcast Sophie and Sue or Sue and Sophie is just boring. That, it's just S and S. That girl and Ruby, doesn't that sound exciting? Oh, yes. It doesn't Ooh. tell it doesn't tell you anything about All what the we're feelings. Doing. Well, you know, super superheroes. I'm the superhero. <laughs> well, we then said who's gonna be Batgirl and who's gonna be Ruby? And <laughs> um Unfortunately, Mum has to be Batgirl. <laughs> I think I'm too old for Batgirl, but you said that uh, you're the sidekick. Pretty much. <laughs> Mum runs the thing. I just tag along. Do you know where I got the name Batgirl and Ruby from? Your book. Yes, one of my um, Angel's children's novels. The cats, well, it's not actually Batgirl and Ruby, it's Bat, Cat and, and Ruby. Ruby are the names of two of the cats. But I don't think Mum wants to be Bat Cat. <laughs> or whereas I said in the book, Fat Cat. <laughs> I'll be fat cat if I don't do my exercise and watch what I'm eating. I don't think you have to worry. <laughs> fat girl and Ruby. Anyway, that's the idea we had, didn't we? Yes. But the only thing stopping us is commitment. Can we fit this into our weeks? Because we're both really busy people, aren't oh, we? Yes. And we don't want to start something and then find we can't keep up with it. But as we found today, we found an odd moment in the evening. We managed to get a podcast done. It's been about an hour of us jabbering away at each other. I don't think we could do it every week, though, because I've got this my own podcast to do. But if we did an episode, I don't know, every two weeks, every month or so, it might be good fun, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. I probably couldn't get it in every week anyway. So that's an idea we're thinking about, isn't it? Oh, yes. No, I've lost my notes completely now, so I think that must be the end of... (laughs) I think it's time we stop before Mum gets herself into a worse state. We'll say goodbye so Sophie can go and do her at least 2K run, and I can go and get a cup of tea and sit down and do nothing because I have exercised today. And maybe get some grapes. I think there's some grapes in there. Oh, that sounds healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we might do that then, Sophie. Well, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of my podcast. 110. It sounds a nice round number, doesn't it? Nice big one. You like that one? It's a big fat number. We like numbers, don't we? <laughs> I have to keep on going now to 120, <laughs> I think, because I can never stop on a, you know, you've got that feeling that you have to stop on a particular number. You can't get, get it uneven again. Yeah. Do you understand that? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think some people think I'm silly this way, but uh, I like things nice and tidy. Everything I have is number patterns. The way I remember things is patterns. Yes, so people laugh at me for that. All right then. So what have I got to say to people? Is there any show notes? Do you think there'll be any show notes? Well, we can add a few things to the show notes. Show notes on my blog, uh, stories, the non-schooling family plus also I'm doing the show notes uh, in the general description for iTunes and Podbean as well. Um, where else are we? Instagram. Yes, you can find oh, yes. us both on Instagram at Sue Elvis and at the Technomade. Or Sophie Elvis, you've got two Instagram accounts, yes. haven't you? The serious one and the mess around one. Yes, Sophie Elvis is just what your. It's just phone photos and it's a lot of things for family, like funny things I want to say to my brother or videos of me, of me in the gym. <laughs> that might happen. So they're just family photos if you want to share your life. But yeah, if you want to see the funny inside things of my life. But if you want to see proper photos, the techno made is where the quality is. <laughs> and I hope. Else? Where else? Anything else we have to say? We're not on Facebook. Join Imogen on YouTube. <laughs> oh yes, another ad. Go to YouTube. Imogen Elvis, please follow her because she would 
really love that, wouldn't she? Really... Classical take on modern music. She would get uh, a lot of joy every time she sees another follower on YouTube and Facebook. It really is encouraging, isn't it? It's her excitement for the day. She'll come up to her and she'll go, can you guess what happened today? I got a new subscriber. So maybe you'll be that subscriber or that follower. We hope so. She's on Facebook as well, isn't she? Yes. Imogen Elvis on YouTube and Imogen Elvis on Facebook. And occasionally... I will join her live streaming on Facebook if you would like more of my opinions. Oh, yeah, live streaming, usually on a Thursday morning Australian we time. We haven't done it for a few weeks because there's a lot going on at the moment at home. But as of not next week, but the week after, we're back on live streaming every week. On Imogen Elvis's Facebook page. Live yeah. streaming, usually Thursday morning Australian time, but there's a not notification goes out and if you're interested, maybe follow her on Facebook and you'll hear about it. And, and you get more of me, Imogen, and a couple of other siblings if they want to join in. Yes, usually the whole four of you get together. And there's one more thing, Imogen's on Instagram too, on Imogen. And Twitter. And Twitter, she's on Twitter as if well. If you'd like to follow more of her writing. Oh yes, she's also a writer. <laughs> okay then, I think this is the longest wrap-up, the longest <laughs> We're goodbye. We're now giving ads. <laughs> okay, so if you stop talking, so I can stop talking, and you can go do your exercise. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. And this podcast will be a bit late because we've been really busy, but hopefully I'll get this out within a few, no, maybe tomorrow. I won't be doing the it tonight. next couple of days. Yeah. Okay, then. Um, anything else? I think that's it. All right, then. What do I have to say now? I have to say trust, respect, and, and love, love unconditionally. unconditionally.